0: Thank you for joining us for this episode in SIFMAS podcast series. I'm Ken Benson, SIFMAS president and CEO. COVID-19 has been unsparing in its impact around the globe, permeating nearly every aspect of our lives. Beyond the direct and severe effects effects on health and wellness, how we live and work has changed in many ways uh, that many of us previously thought unthinkable. When the virus emerged in the first quarter of this year, the financial sector quickly implemented business continuity plans and entered a prolonged period of extreme market volatility. Over the following several months, the industry and the markets adjusted to the impacts of the pandemic, making a broad range of changes to operating models, use of technologies, and market activities. Today, business continuity planning, cybersecurity, and operational resilience remain among the top agenda items in the boardrooms across the industry. I'm joined today by Ron Lefferts, global leader of technology consulting at ProTivity, and Tom Price, managing director and head of SIFMA's operations, technology, and business continuity planning team. Ron and Tom's teams just published a new report for SIFMA members: Initial Lessons Learned and Considerations for Managing a Global Pandemic. Ron and Tom, welcome.
1: Hi. Thank you for having us. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Ken. Uh, This report is a snapshot of where we are today which in the U.S. is still said to be in the first wave of the virus. The report is therefore preliminary but it is critically important. Today we're going to walk through the key lessons learned to date as well as key considerations that we believe should be at the top of mind for business leaders as they strategize over how to build resilience and thrive in this new environment. But before we get to today, let's rewind to 2007. Ron?
1: Well, thanks, Ken. Well, we we actually can go back even to the 1970s uh, when pandemic planning became a feature of public health. The industry began to actively coordinate and test its resilience to pandemics in the early to mid 2000s, following the 2002-2003 SARS outbreak. And the Bush administration released uh, the National Strategy for Pandemic Influenza uh, in November of 2005. Uh, the release of the national strategy was a major catalyst for development and exercising of pandemic plans in the financial industry around the world.
2: That's right, Ron. Uh, in 2007, the CIFMA, along with the FIBIC, which is the Financial and Banking Information Infrastructure Committee, and the FISIC, which is the Financial Services Sector Coordinating Council, along with U.S. Treasury, Organized the pandemic exercise have provided a roadmap for institutions to develop their own pandemic specific plan, business continuity plans, and to learn how to navigate different scenarios. More than 2,700 U.S. financial service organizations participated in this three week exercise, which was focused, which was incredibly helpful for us during this pandemic. Critical lessons from the exercise guided us through many uh, of these type of scenarios uh, for H1N1 back in 2009, and that also set the stage for institutions to hone their pandemic plans over the coming following years. As pandemics increased in severity and frequency, including the swine flu of 2009-2010, MERS in 2012, Ebola in 2014-16, as well as COVID in this 2019-2020
0: yeah, that brings us to the situation we find ourselves in today. In January of 2020, uh, the World Health Organization published its first disease outbreak news, and CIFMA, together with the FSISAC, began to host cross sector calls on what was classified as pneumonia of unknown cause originating in China. The next few weeks were a roller coaster ride as the industry activated response protocols, many before the WHO officially declared a pandemic on March 11th. The travel restrictions were put in place, as and all but essential staff were sent to uh, sent to work from
1: home. Yeah, yeah, and firms took these actions while managing historic trading volumes and mitigating a potential uptick in operational risks, risks, uh, for example, um, cyber attacks. And financial markets infrastructures and financial market utilities also managed to uh, manage productivity challenges uh, from the pandemic effectively an issue many had confidently signaled they could handle as far back as 2007. Even with these obstacles, uh, the financial industry kept markets running, provided businesses with much needed liquidity during a time of severe stress, continued to serve and advise clients, and ensured timely clearance of settlement activities.
2: That's right, Ron. These are certainly unusual times. The SIFMA coordinated the industry's response activities to the COVID-19 pandemic, including through weekend sessions to clear failed trade backlogs, we conducted surveys of our members and developed uh, uh, forms for exchanges, industry utilities, fabric members, uh, physic members, treasury, uh, government agencies, and other public sector emergency managers. Cisma also worked closely with U.S. regulatory bodies to obtain relief from 55 different regulatory uh, uh, issues. These regulations required physical and manual processes. Uh, something that pro- proved challenging during the lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders.
0: Yeah, I have to say, I mean, it, it, it's really quite extraordinary when you look back at it, um, how quickly the industry moved, um, uh, how much, uh, you know, how well things operated, notwithstanding, uh, you know, the challenges uh, that had to be addressed. And, and, you know, I note in the report uh, that, you um, you know, back in 2007, when the when the, that that uh, study was done, you know, there was concern among industry participants as to whether or not everything would work, uh, and I think uh, I think uh, everyone was pleasantly uh, uh, pleased that going to uh, you know potentially effect- effectively nine percent working remote uh, that the markets operated and operated through as pointed out this extreme volatility back in late March and early April indeed covid 19's continuing impact has taught the industry many things about resiliency and we expect the list of lessons learned to continue to expand as the crisis uh, as the crisis stretches on
1: yeah no can I mean that's a great point point. and what happens uh, you know with firms is, you know, th- this, this event also became a catalyst for uh, acceleration of uh, digital transformation and, and, and digital efficiency initiatives, you know, that firms had been investing in for years, but really, uh, you know, highlighted some additional areas that could improve the operations while supporting, you know, uh, in this model for, you know, the unforeseen future. And, you know, broadly speaking, this included embracing agility and technology enablement in the workplace, uh, managing third party, cyber and concentration risk proactively. Uh, Enhancing customer and security and privacy protections, uh, you know, extremely critical, um, you know, for this industry, Uh, building stronger governance and processes around crisis management and communication and developing financial discipline across the enterprise.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting just thinking about the various calls that, that we were hosting at SIFMA and, and, frankly, cross-border with our, our colleagues in Europe and Asia and, and with our member firms. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, these, all these issues that were sort of being learned in real time from COVID. But at the same time, uh, the pandemic has reaffirmed uh, uh, you know, many of our expectations around pandemic risk management.
1: Right. And for instance, we know preparedness for pandemic requires the establishment of infrastructure and capacity, a process that can take years to build. So firms who hadn't made the investment, um, you know, were were, uh, across multiple industries, you know, were, were, um, you know, were, were caught by surprise. You know, the good news is financial markets, uh, as we, as we've discussed, you know, have been planning, you know, for, for, for decades for, you know, similar type of event. And so this, preparedness um, you know, has really uh, benefited the industry. However, that does present many unique challenges due to the significant uncertainties around scale and duration of this impact. And so to be effective at mitigating such severe but plausible event, institutions should continue to enhance their pandemic and business continuity plans, you know, as well as test and exercise those plans. It's important that we recognize that COVID-19 did not produce certain worst case scenarios such as 50% incapacitation of staff due to illness or death, which was contemplated in previous tabletop exercises, uh, that some fear were possible and that could happen in future pandemics.
2: No doubt, Ron. And it's also important to note that government leadership and support are critical during a pandemic. As COVID-19 has shown, the full participation of all levels of governments and all segments of society is a critical part of any response. And it is in this spirit of collaboration and shared objectives that the financial sector and governments around the world have been working together on various types of regulatory relief needed to mitigate the financial and operational impacts of the pandemics. Needed to be addressed in all of this was the shelter-in-place orders for essential services and personnel, uh, physical processing of securities, medallion stamps, wet signatures, and also even the uh, disruption of mail service that we experienced
0: yeah i you know before we get to the key considerations a couple of points that i would make are you know uh, number one uh, tom on your point re- regarding regulators um, you know very fast movement on on uh, financial services regulators and on on Adapting the the supervisory structure to uh, a working remote environment, and and Cifma is doing a tremendous amount of work with our members now, engaging with our regulators on sort of what the future may look like and how how the structure is established around that. Uh, the second thing that, that, that both you and Ron talked about is you know here here we're talking about a pandemic, uh, uh, the various exercises done around pandemics, but it just underscores how important this ongoing uh, exercising, training, tabletops, uh, whether it's pandemics, whether it's cyber, all forms of operational resiliency and business continuity are so terribly important. And I think back, you know, beyond pandemic to um, sitting I think in the same room right now where I'm working remotely to, uh, you know, uh, Sunday evening during Superstorm Sandy on an industry-wide call and, and, you know what was going on there, and Tom, you were right in the middle of that uh, at ground zero, and the lessons learned from that. Uh, this is so important because every time we go through one of these, we learn things, the industry ad- ad- adopts, adapts, and you're in a better positioned going forward. And yet, there are always going to be things that, that are going to come up that you hadn't thought about, but at least you're prepared to address them in real time. Um, but let's get on to the report's key considerations. First and foremost, the health and wellness of the workforce should be a paramount uh, consideration in the formal risk management structure of organizations, alongside alongside enterprise, operational, financial, and IT risks.
1: Yeah, that's right, and and you know, firms really should con- consider conducting their own after-action analysis of what went well and what didn't go well with respect to their work-from-home capabilities. I mean, this study provides you know an an outstanding. Um, uh, view from across the industry of uh, some of the actions and, and leading practices and lessons learned, um, and still uh, we, you know, fir- some firms may benefit from adopting, you know, a hybrid workforce model, and some, some, if done in, in a thoughtful and secure manner. But you know, from many of the, the observations in the report, you know, if firms, you know, running their own uh, analysis uh, would be something that we we feel would be extremely beneficial.
2: Good point, Ron. I think the benefits of maintaining globalized operations were tested in this crisis, no doubt. And Going forward, these systems uh, will need to continue to embrace operational resilience strategies and practices to increase their robustness, identify geographic and vendor concentration risk, and minimize the risk of failure. They should also be inclusive, supporting third parties. And back to the report, I I think it's important to have uh, the support of the members the regulatory uh, community, the government, and certainly uh, our partners such as Protivity.
1: And, you know, the, the one thing that um, you know, all firms touched on was, and, and, I, and I mentioned it before, was around this, you know, acceleration of, of the digital transformation efforts that had been ongoing in their firms. And, you know, uh, you know, the study, you know, clearly indicates that, you know, it's, it's paramount that firms invest and embrace these automation and critical digital tools. Uh, particularly to support operational areas where downtime risk could be most severe.
2: Yeah, and going forward, the industry and SIFMA will continue to collaborate with regulators to put in place uh, the regulatory relief during the pandemic, including forms of necessary relief that would promote working remotely, trading virtually, and extending the federal uh, filing deadlines for statutory reports. This also means institutions should continue to pay close attention to any forthcoming regulatory guidance to stay current on new requirements.
0: Yeah, that's right, Tom. And, you know, as the industry uh, does return to normal working arrangements, firms uh, should continue to work with regulators and infrastructure providers to identify opportunities to make permanent the more efficient operating models adopted
2: during the pandemic. Yeah, good point, Ken. This will include moving away from the requirements of physical documents and communications, such as dematerialization of physical securities, and moving to e-delivery of client communications.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, all all these all these um, considerations, recommendations really point to you know, the overarching uh, need for firms to continue to build, uh, invest in, and build stronger technical infrastructures, you know, with emphasis on countering the escalation in cyber threats due to many employees working from home and which increases the attack factor uh, for potential uh, bad actors. And we encourage all market participants to reference SIFMA's Quantum Dawn cybersecurity exercises, uh, which details of which are available on SIFMA's website.
0: Yeah, these considerations all point to a broad broad change that is underfoot. Uh, There's an interesting section of the report regarding the future of work, a topic that is of universal interest and certainly something that I hear from industry executives on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, no doubt, Kim, we're certainly focused on that. Back in April, some financial firms began to contemplate how they would return staff to the office and resume normal operations. We did a a number of surveys to our members to understand and to share peer-to-peer the results of those surveys. Uh, As these discussions progressed, it became increasingly clear that moving staff back to the office would be more complicated than maintaining work-from-home arrangements. Even so, firms began to explore the complexities involved with returning staff to the office, which is an ongoing work of ours. Yeah, right, Tom. And
0: it is, you know, uh, you know, we published considerations for a return to office to facilitate uh, conversations at our member firms, including safety, legal and liability considerations, employee sentiment and privacy, availability of health screening and testing kits, human resource policies, local government directives, and health care advisories, as well as the practical and logistical issues surrounding Maintaining social distancing within the office. If one thing is for sure, it is that uh, it is that a return to office is going to look uh, quite a bit different uh, than uh, before uh, going to remote.
1: Yeah, and firms are you know, developing their reemergence plans, and now it's time to think critically about how the new normal will drive the future of work. Um, lessons learned in the past six months should guide firms' assessment of which operational practices should remain in place going forward and what metrics uh, best demonstrate the ability to respond to a crisis and to operate efficiently. And uh, whether certain business continuity initiatives should be accelerated or disregarded uh, should be also part of uh, the analysis. You know, we
2: encourage leaders to to consider several things. First, under new collaborative tools and other technologies, the range of technologies such as video and text-based collaborative tools that have been put in place during the massive shift to remote working model has taken on newfound value. And their continued use may expand in the future to assist with other change management efforts, as well as ongoing transformation and innovation initiatives.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, new approaches to collaboration and innovation um, have, um, have, have really come, come to the forefront. And organi- organizations have been deploying things such as design thinking exercises and approaches on how to implement new capabilities, um, often in a virtual setting for the first time uh, and at scale globally. Um, and, you know, many of these approaches will be worth incorporating long-term uh, into the organization and expanding in a, post, in a post-crisis environment.
2: Yeah, and I think a, another, another point to be made under new leadership styles and communications, what we've seen is that leaders have spent more time em, uh, empathizing with employees and communicating in a clear and frank manner and less time deploying traditional motivational approaches and tactics often shared when performance is down. These new approaches towards communication and employee engagement will likely reshape future leadership and people engagement strategies going forward.
1: Yeah, and you know another uh, kind of interesting point to consider is uh, this, this crisis has, has highlighted some new candidates for potential leadership. I mean, across the industry, we've seen employees demonstrate uncanny calmness under pressure uh, in innovation uh, when it comes to finding creative solutions to customers' needs and you know that level of resourcefulness shown during these challenging times should be leveraged and harnessed when things return to normal and help firms identify encourage the next generation of leaders
0: yeah that that indeed is a bright spot and, and and something that that you know again industry leaders are thinking a lot about is you know again to your point tom about communicating and empathizing with employees during the during the onset of of the pandemic and and uh and, and there's still issues around that, right, and, and, and that firms are trying to address how you, how you deal with, you know, the, you know maintaining the, you know, the individual firm culture, uh, how you deal with onboarding, and yet uh, uh, there's been tremendous communication back and forth. And, Ron, to your point, um, you know, we have heard from members, in fact, we did a survey with a number of our retail-oriented firms on how— uh, retail advisors uh, were uh, communicating with their clients and saw a dramatic uptick in bilateral communications uh, with clients um, and, 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 in fact, clients communicating with their advisors and seeing how they were doing. And so in some respects, in, in, this, in this unique environment we're in, uh, the level of, of, of bilateral communication with employees, with clients has, has, has ticked up, albeit virtually you know, following in that, uh, what's next?
1: Well, now's the time to think critically about the new normal uh, and how that will drive the future of the workplace and operations. Um, It's also time for firms to assess which existing operational practices should remain in place. uh, Evaluate the metrics that best demonstrate their ability to respond to a crisis and uh, determine which operational resilience initiatives to implement or accelerate to prepare for a future pandemic or any other major severe event. Prioritizing automation and digitization, as we've discussed uh, many times, will rapidly modernize financial services operations and there'll be increasing need for global coordination and partnership between the sector, regulatory bodies, and critical third parties to adopt these changes.
2: Those are great points, Ron. And our members will take these initial lessons and considerations and apply them uh, to their respective institutions. And CIFMA and our partners will continue to collaborate within the industry to enhance the information sharing and pandemic management practices on a global scale.
0: Yeah, and as the pandemic stretches on and more issues arise, we will continue to gather critical data and insights to inform and expand the initial lessons and considerations highlighted
2: in this report. Yeah, that's a good point, Ken. Uh, The report that we published is just the first. Uh, As we continue to learn from this experience, we'll continue to publish a follow-up report at some point in the future.
0: To access this report, as well as additional resources regarding uh, operational resiliency and business continuity planning and cyber resiliency, uh, please uh, go to uh, www.sifma.org. Ron, Tom, thank you very much for joining us uh, for this discussion today and for the great work on this report.